What's up, everybody? This is Kevin Francis. Thank you guys for so much for tuning in to uh, Made Podcast. I'm sitting here with my boy, Benny. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. How about yeah. yourself? Dude, I can't complain. We've That's had a good. good good day in San Diego. Did, man. It's beautiful outside, it man. Is, Look at that sunshine, man. dude. Sunny. And, I mean, you can see the ocean. In. Bro, what, what city are we in right now? Right now. So, all right. So, we're in the city of San Diego. Okay. And then we have, like, little... I don't know if they're like little communities or like little sub cities. I don't know what okay. to call them. Um, yeah, it's like another like little city or whatever, or like communities or. Okay. I don't know exact the exact <laughs> term, dude. I'm not San a, Diego. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. San Diego. San I'm not Diego. a I'm not a city planner. Yeah. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're we're in Mission Hills right now. Okay. Oh, you in the bougie part? Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dog, you see this? Place? I can see my dude. I'm I'm not mad. Y'all make me want to move <laughs> over here to San Diego. Okay? It's lit, dude. Like, uh, yeah, we got the whole gin. whole view of uh, San Diego Bay, Point yeah, Loma, man. the ocean, dude. Yep. Everything you need. Yeah, my little camp, my my little stepping stone where my dad was raises point uh point loma so nice. so the hood that's cool. yeah it's the hood the bougie hood you know bougie hood yeah for sure you know man. but yeah but, san diego's amazing man i you know I, i've thought about like if i would live anywhere else or where i would move to or what i would do and like honestly nah nah, nah. do you surf yeah. no i don't okay i don't uh i fish though that's my okay. water sport yeah like like deep sea fishing yep. bro i can't do it you ain't gonna see black people out there in the boat <laughs> 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 that's oh, not gonna happen man oh, i went deep sea fishing one time my dad was like you good i'm like hell no nah. <laughs> didn't catch not one fish and they, they were like it was like a group of people and we're like chilling there yeah. and everybody put in like money it's like whoever caught the biggest fish you know, the jackpot yeah and yeah. i was sitting up there i mean i freaking i mean every time i'm just throwing the cast out there <laughs> didn't work i was so mad it was like four hundred dollars i wanted that four hundred dollars so bad <laughs> Okay. So uh, now, you ain't yeah, gonna see man. black people on a boat. Just stay on the land. I'll look. You go to Santa Monica Pier, bro. I'll be yeah. out there all day. At least I know yeah. I'm on. I'm on subtle That's ground. As far as you go. That's as far as I go. Nah, I'm going like. 20 miles yeah, off the shore yeah, dude 26 yeah. 30 i'm going as far as i can for i bet fish. you just be swimming through the ocean too deep in the ocean <laughs> i have it's yeah. not gonna happen bro i'm straight in there okay i'm just i'm just gonna stay with the knees <laughs> splish splash do you go to the beach today yeah i went to the beach today got in the water too but you ain't, i am not swimming look sharks like dark meat okay so we just <laughs> <laughs> you, i'm good yeah, i'm good dude no, so you guys we're uh getting ready we're gonna be talking about burnt out mm. you know know uh i feel like this topic um in not just in the church world but for our generation itself we get burnt out too quickly and uh, i i thought this would be a really really important uh topic to talk about especially you know uh being on made and you know uh the way made was you know kind of birthed was you know with my barber and he was uh talking about how masters at delivering excellence and you know, we all have a field or a call in our lives and stuff like that. And, but at times I think we get just burnt out because we're trying to do so much, Absolutely. you know, to make it trying to do so much to get our product out there or to get ourselves known or to get ourselves famous or get that 15 minutes of fame or, you know, to have your, your video, you know, go viral or something like that. I think the only video that I had go viral was I went to church one Sunday and it was Memorial Day and our, our pat it was a Memorial. Oh yeah, it was Memorial Day. Our pastor was like, I want, if you guys see anybody that works in the service or any of that kind, buy their lunch. So I was at In-N-Out and I saw this police officer and I went up to him, 
while he was ordering his food and I told the girl I said I want to buy his lunch and some one uh, someone recorded it and uh, it went viral it was like 23,000 people Damn. and it was cool you know but like other than that that's all I got that's that's all i got but like you know but um i want to i first want to start off uh before we we go is um like in our field Mm. of getting burnt out um i work in hospitality um and i've been doing it for i'm i think my first job was working in hospitality probably i was a pizza prep boy at nypd pizza in the desert and um, I've been doing it for so long, but I am burnt out. But I think for myself, like the reason why I'm burnt out is because I know that I there's something greater in my heart that I want to do. Um, but at times I don't want to do it because there's like so many other things that are just being thrown at me that I'm just like I'm done I just just need to take a break but for you now you're a chef right yeah okay tell me about that like do you have times where you just get burnt out oh absolutely you know like what is that like for you how how does that like how does where does the you know I I understand it's the hustle and bustle Mm -hmm. but are there other things that cause the burnt the the, you know burnt out you being burnt out yeah man so Luckily, I, I think it takes a little longer for me to be burnt out than a, mm. than like in a traditional restaurant setting. Okay, I'm a chef at a private school, so um, luckily I have a Monday through Friday, mm. and you know I get off of work fairly early. I do go in early. Okay, right. Um, I still have the weekends. I have vacations, right? Like during spring break, during summer, during mm-hmm. all this stuff. So I have like, I luckily I have that time, Yeah. but I still get burnt out. Yeah. Right. Um, that comes, I think, and for me personally, um, a lot of it comes from like doing the same, a lot of monotony, mm, right? Like, day, yeah. Right. So it's like, like a groundhog's day kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And then, maybe some of other lives like some of some of the other things that life throws at you mm-hmm. um but a lot of the monotony a lot of like although i work in a very purposeful position mm-hmm. and what i do and like providing these amazing lunches for children every yeah, single Mission day Hills, yeah. bougie. <laughs> <laughs> that's right dude um but i think a lot of monotony and and with that in that so once i get to that spot where i feel like it's it's just doing the same thing over and over and over again and i feel like you know i'm just spinning my wheels without getting any traction Mm -hmm. that comes from it's sort of symptomatic right okay so that means i'm not necessarily taking care of myself Mm -hmm. that means i'm not working on myself personally Mm. and that means that i'm also not doing things for myself yeah right so like i mentioned before like fishing like i do a lot of fishing Mm -hmm. so you know that's also a way for me to get grounded get outside yeah i don't have obviously i don't have any cell phone reception out in the middle of the ocean yeah Uh, my priorities are on something different it's like it's like finally having a one time one task one focus thing that i'm looking at yeah instead of instead of having multi multiple things coming at me at all times throughout the day Mm -hmm. and that could be you know i'm driving to work i'm also worried about like what i'm gonna do at this time my time frame my schedule my this my that and text messages i gotta get back to social media and all this like all these other external distractions that are coming at you Mm -hmm. right so if i'm not actively in something that 
has that removal of this space that lets me allow what I'm truly supposed to be hearing. It's like kind of like uh, like we had a conversation earlier about that meditation, right? Yeah. If you're not in a removed space yeah. to let the correct frequency come into you. Yeah then you're not, you're not going to hear it. Sure. And without hearing that frequency and whatever you're supposed to work on or a vision or your direction or yeah. whatever it is, like you're not going to move towards it. And what you're going to continue is doing the spiral. And I, yeah. and I think of it almost like turning a screw. And as more turns keep going each day that keeps going, yeah. you're going to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. So in that burnt out space to me is, 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 is like I said, a, um, a symptom of not, Mm. developing personally yeah spiritually actually to be specific did you okay now kind of going back <clears throat> did you always like was that your your profession was you know being a chef no i actually i'm doing it for about four or five years now okay and that was very interesting so Let's go back to this. I've I've been cooking since I was like six years old. Okay. My grandma would put like a stool up to the to to the stove. Yeah. Right. And she'd be like, you know, and this is, yeah, dude, and this is like back <laughs> in the day, dude. Like, yo, let me see some someone put their kid up to a stove. Right. Man, five years old now, right, dude? Um, you know, I, I would make omelets and make you know whatever. I would just cook little things, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. um, and then. Growing up, I would spend summers in Costa Rica. My family's half of my family's from Costa Rica, and my my grandpa owned a restaurant. Okay, so I would stay there throughout all of summer break. Mm -hmm. That's where I would be. Mm -hmm. And in that portion of the country, he owned the uh, he owned a restaurant, and he we also he also owns a big farm. Okay, uh, like a ranch, more okay. of a ranch than a farm. Um, so I'd spend half my time in the restaurant, and the other half at the farm, and in the restaurant i would wash dishes i would do anything right like it was yeah. a hotel and restaurant combo so okay um and once i got older like i know he would never charge me ever, mm -hmm. ever but like you know there's a sense of like i gotta do something yeah I can't yeah just be all up in here for free all the time right <laughs> yeah so i would like i would wash dishes and then and then slowly i kind of started peeking over and like watching like the line cooks and the prep cooks and um, everyone else who worked in the kitchen kind of do their thing. Mm -hmm. And so if someone would move out from their position to go to take a break or to do whatever, you would come I would right hop in. in there. Yeah. Right? And so, and then I would ask, I would ask the chef like, Hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? And then slowly but surely I kind of started working on more and more and more dishes. Mm -hmm. And mind you, this was behind my grandpa's back. Yeah. He didn't know. Oh, he didn't he know. He didn't know that oh, I was man. out here prepping food and stuff. Man. Right. And so, dude, cause I knew he would get upset. Yeah. If he, if he, if he yeah. found out that I was messing with the food from the restaurant, right? <laughs> you doing over there, boy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude. So, um, so, and then one day he walks in and I'm cooking and I'm, and I'm actually now, now, now I'm on the line mm -hmm. and I'm cooking and he's like, and mind you, like I come from a very traditional Hispanic family yeah like you're sitting on a blue couch but if my grandpa says that couch is red it's red it's just red dude you know it's a red couch it's, it's a red, a red couch. couch you're like All yeah right, yeah man it's a red couch my grandfather said it's a red it's couch, red. So it's a red couch. <laughs> don't don't talk back bro i hear you so so i get caught red-handed and it's funny that i'm saying it that way mm -hmm. right because like what am i getting caught for yeah right yeah, you're great you're your grandfather's restaurant yeah, like exactly. you know and yeah like, like i've been learning over the course of a while now like yeah how to, prep, how to prep these dishes and like and mind you like in that area like it's a it's a very like popular restaurant so mm -hmm. like I, I get it yeah um 
so he so my chef's like hey man he's been doing a great job and he's turning out some good food and so like he tells my grandpa to taste it and he tastes it and he's just he just he's like Ugh. and then just walks out which means that's okay <laughs> that's okay yeah he'll never let no, you know no, exactly. but it's just always that grunt you know it's yeah. like my grandma always had that look yeah 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 that's good <laughs> right yeah so, so he's like and he walks out and then so that was like that all right let's get back to like he wasn't gonna admit that he was like he was in the wrong. Yeah. Or be like, yeah. oh man, like that's good for you yeah. or anything, right? He's just that's how he is, man. Very traditional, very Hispanic traditional just male. Don't dude. say nothing, just yeah. mm, mm. and then <laughs> walks out. Um, and so I had a love for food, and that chef had a lot of patience with me. Yeah, you know, teaching me. I mean, I was like, you know, I was getting up in the kitchen, starting starting to mess with some of the food. I was like twelve years old. Yeah, yeah. You know? So just creating your groove. Yeah, and and you know, to be like, to, he was. I think, and I, I actually got to go back a couple years. We went to my wife and I went to Costa Rica for our um, for our honeymoon. Okay. One to like see the country, mm-hmm. and two to like visit family, and like to introduce her to my family. Yeah. Right? See where you come from. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So my wife is white. Mm-hmm. So with that came a certain amount of cultural differences in how our families operate. Sure. Because you know, like, and I'm not trying to sound racist or anything or whatever, but but. Uh, I I feel like a white family is very reserved to themselves. Yeah, and a Hispanic family is very is open to everybody. To yeah, family, everybody. everybody. Fam- yeah. yeah, they'll take you off the street, start feeding you, and exactly. every- yeah, bro, yeah, right? I know. And and so feeling like I wanted her to feel that warmth mm-hmm. of the family, and she's felt it before with the family that I have here. Mm-hmm. But I wanted her to see like the heart of the family, exactly. Yeah, and like, and so my grandma threw a little party for us, and. I kid you not. In this family, there was five generations of people. Half of them I'd never met. Yeah. But it was like we'd known each other since I was born. Yeah, it's like you just, bro, come on. Black black culture and Hispanic culture, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, like that's like... It, it, for some I feel like we're like dis, like they're like cousins <laughs> bro I'm yeah, serious absolutely. like I, you you go to a family reunion and you'd be like oh this is your uncle uh uncle Earl and this is Aunt Jamie and you how you doing baby mm-hmm. hola hola mi, mi like you know like, <laughs> hola yeah. como estas you know it, it's just it there it, it is the heart mm-hmm. you know what I mean of, of family mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll tell you dude I my brothers all of my brothers are married or in a relationship in it with an Hispanic family. Mm. So, you know, that's all I know. So like we, we wake up in the morning, bro, it's beans, rice, mm. you know, put a little creme fraiche on there. Mm. I'm, I'm cool. I'm like, but what I love about them is that they've always treated me like family, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like, like for, uh, you know, Hispanic family and black family, that's just something that they have. Mm-hmm. Now, and I'm not saying that other races don't have that, but there's just something like you can take my family and my, my, my brother's wife family and put them together. It literally is like you're having a backyard black people barbecue with a Mexican fiesta <laughs> and put it together, bro. I mean, like we can literally dance to, um, Suavemente, bésame. Quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez. Bro, set the sang the whole song. Okay, and do the electric slide to it, bro. And literally put a little sauce on it. You know? Yes. It was a beautiful experience. Yeah. It's like how embracing my family was 
to her. Yeah. And every, and my grandma's the matriarch of the family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And with what she could understand or what, like she sat her down Mm -hmm. and like, so did my aunts and everybody was like, just poured into her Mm -hmm. with love. Miha. Yeah. And like this, like look around, this is your family Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're coming, you're coming into our family, your family. Yeah. Right. And probably like it, it was brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. Dude, you know, like, yeah. and, and, and seeing her, like seeing it, seeing her process it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It seemed like, cause from the outside, you're like, yo, this is white girl coming yeah. in all these brown people. <laughs> dark, what is going yeah. on? You know, she can, she can hardly communicate with everybody, but, but it didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't matter. It was just family. Yeah. Right. Um, and that was that was so so beautiful to see, mm-hmm. and like she she got it, she understood it, mm-hmm. and and like, you know, there was and like I said, there was there's five generations, yeah, and there was like half of the family I'd never met before, yeah, and so like this other half like hadn't even met me, but they knew we were family, and yeah. I was coming in, so it's like, yo, let's go, come this on, let's party. do it, you know, yeah. and and so yeah, it was beautiful, man. Um, so going back to that story, so back to uh, why we went to Costa Rica, so. Um, that was it. And while we were there, um, I got to travel, travel to the other side of the country. And I, I really, I made it a point that I could spend at least a few hours at my grandpa's restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I got to go back and, um, visit that chef mm-hmm. and it was emotional for me. Mm. Right. Cause, cause like from that point, from almost like the last time I went to like now, I went through a lot of stuff. Yeah. I have done a lot of jobs, a lot of just awful. It's mm-hmm. just awful time mm-hmm. on top of like other things that, you know, I was going with that I'm sure we can get into later. Yeah. Um, and so it's like through divine intervention, then I get put in a kitchen position again. Mm. And it was like for the first time ever, it's like, Oh dude, this, this is the easiest thing ever. Right. You know, bro, it's interesting because <clears throat> like to our conversation previously that we had talking about how sometimes you have to go back to the beginning, mm. you know, to a place that gives you that sense of family, that sense of home, that sense of clarity, that sense of forgiveness, um, that sense of receiving. Um, and I feel like that, that's what that was for you Mm -hmm. for even for you now to step in a position of being in such a great uh, position at your job, you know, like that's, that's amazing. You know, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 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 dude, not at all. Um, so I, I, I surprised him. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell him I was going down there. Yeah. And I just, I walked to the restaurant and he comes out of the kitchen and he's like now like managing like everything. Okay. Right. He's not like so much in the kitchen anymore. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, like, I wish we had like, I keep, obviously like doing a face doesn't translate well into the <laughs> microphone. Right. Um, but just the look on his face of just like, it took him a while to process that I was there. Yeah, I haven't yeah. been there in like five years. Wow. I haven't been there in a minute. Yeah. I think it was longer than that. Actually. Yeah. It might've been like seven years. Okay. So, yeah. I haven't, I hadn't stepped foot in that restaurant in seven years. I hadn't wow. stepped foot in that kitchen in seven years. Wow. So seeing him and his wife who were there now running the restaurant mm-hmm. and Bro, I was so nervous on the way over there, right? I was <laughs> you so nervous. What you're thinking. Yeah. You're just, oh man. I was like, because this place means a lot to me. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so did he. Um, and I got to, you know, 
and we just did we hugged for a long time and he's like man i'm so happy to see you he's like he's like actually i saw that that you were in costa rica on facebook and everything he's like i he's like you know and i thought to myself like it'd be really cool like if i happened to see you and everything yeah. too he's like i know you just got married he's like is this your wife and like that's so i like introduce <laughs> him and everything too and um i got to thank him mm. you know and and at this point in time, like I wasn't necessarily in a position that I am now spiritually mm-hmm. and, and personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so being vulnerable like that was a big deal for me. Yeah. Right? Like I almost, I almost started crying. Which yeah. It was even a big deal. Like yeah. my wife's only seen me cry a handful of times. <laughs> <laughs> um, like a couple times during worship. And yeah. like once another time when somebody died. Yeah. Yeah. important to me. But I mm-hmm. have to thank him. You know, mm-hmm. I, to- I told him like, you know, I just, I really want to thank you. I really appreciate the patience you had for me mm. being so young and getting in your way. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, yeah. and teaching me and, and, and taking time whenever it was busy mm-hmm. and doing all these things, like looking back as an adult and be like, yo, that's an annoying 12 year old or something, you know? Like, yeah. He, yeah. Just taking he, the patience. Yeah, exactly. And, just... and he took that time and I thanked him for that. And I was like, you know, I'm, and I told him like what I'm doing, my position, what I do and what I'm trying to do. And I was like, you know, honestly, like you gave me this foundation in the kitchen mm. and you know, you showed me, you did give me a great example of what a chef is like to run a kitchen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause I've been in some, like, I also have been around like some of those, like what you see, like the, the like stare, like, the like crazy chef kitchen mm-hmm. kitchen temper it's it's a real thing yeah oh trust me i know yeah <laughs> right yeah um, and he wasn't that yeah you still be in the weeds mm-hmm. but still have clarity yeah and i i'm able to carry that into where i'm at now and create like and create and be a part of a, like a very supportive kitchen culture yeah it sounds like you know um it it kind of sounds like you even though let me use it as like as as example is that when you have a burn when you when you when you're going through a burnout it sounds like you have to go to a place of familiar like familiarness Mm -hmm. or go to a go to a place where it all began Mm -hmm. to kind of give you the realization of hey this is why you do what you do yeah it's like what I, I think what we do easily mm-hmm. is to forget where we came from. Yeah, bro. Come on. Yeah. Come on. You, you know. need something to reconnect you to, for, to remind you in everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I think it translates and, and especially like, I think, you know, based on like our conversations, like within church culture. Yeah. It's easy to get up on a high horse, mm-hmm. but forget where, where you were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the same thing with everything too. It's like, you know, it's, it's easy. Like it's easy to be like, this is my show mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everyone else is in my show. Yeah. You guys are part of the production yeah, exactly. of my show, but you need something to reconnect you mm-hmm. to where you came from, where you were, mm-hmm. how you were feeling, how you were, you know, what you were thinking during that time, mm-hmm. how you might've felt hopeless. You might've felt whatever emotions were going on mm-hmm. to reconnect you to that exact moment. Yeah. And that if, you know, that is like one of the greatest keys to reviving your spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 
we all need something like that yeah dude like i think for myself i mean like you know i'm not in a high position like you are but you know i i serve at a restaurant uh, at a hotel in beverly hills and um dude i get so burnt out serving mm-hmm. people but then when i go when i go back home to palm springs and i find like i go to like my favorite restaurants and see the same people that have been serving me for years mm-hmm. And they give me that genuine service. I'm like, this is the reason why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Because there are certain, it's, you know, not everybody's going to be, you know, rude and, and disrespectful to service. But there are some kind hearted people that come through uh, that hotel that I'm like, you know what? I don't do it for the money, but I do it because you genuinely see me for who I am and you honor what I'm doing for you, which is I'm serving you, you know, and I kind of and, you know, I'm going to shift it up a little bit to kind of go now into like being burnt out uh, in church Mm, because, bro, because as for you and I, you know, you're a worship leader, um, I've you know, did a lot of worship leading, um, in that time. And I'll never forget a pastor's like, you shouldn't be burnt out. Like, I don't know why you're burnt out. That you don't, <laughs> we don't use that word here. And oh, I'm like, man. wait a minute. Like we, as a worship leader, man, for the, for the few years that I led worship or for the, my, the beginning of my first years of me leading worship, um, I thought it was like, I have to bring these people into an atmosphere so they can feel the heart of God. Like I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I do oohs and ahs and here as in heaven and, and, and kind of, can you guys give me some EQ? You know what I mean? Like, sing it out. Sing it out. Come sing on church. Come on church. <laughs> you know, like, let me hear you sing it out Lift your hands up and be come in the presence on. of God. And come I just on. Hear you. Yeah. <laughs> no music. Turn the lights down. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But at, at the end of it, I like after like those four years, it literally took me to be burnt out to go back to the beginning to know for myself that it wasn't for them. Me on this platform and leading worship was for me because I was going through something mm-hmm. and I had to, I there was I had to call out to God. But how I call out to God is through is through music. Some people call out or, 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 or express their themselves through writing or pastoring or something of that. It's using what you have, you know, the calling that you have, but through those certain things, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. And like when, when they're like, you know, we don't use that word here. I'm like, but wait a minute. If you're, it's like, you see the calling on my life, but yet you're not willing to shape it and, and mold it and, 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 call me out on it but yet you want me to continue to be here sunday after sunday wednesday after wednesday you know getting ready for midweek service and doing all this stuff but i'm but i'm not focusing on my heart i'm not focusing on my soul i'm not focusing on everything that's weighing me down to be burnt out you know because it's it's we have to do this for the heart of god yeah we, we, you know and i <clears throat> I love that God chose, I absolutely love that God chose the analogy of a pastor and sheep mm. and which is the, explain that. So a pastor who's responsible for this flock of sheep or this herd, whatever you want to call it, right? We're going to call it a flock because mm-hmm. that's 
what it's called. <laughs> if you see, if you if your sheep is tired, you're not gonna walk up to that sheep and say, "Sheep don't get tired. Let's yeah. go." Yeah. What are you gonna do? You're gonna carry that. You're sheep. gonna carry that sheep. Yeah. Come on. Right. If you if if something happens to that sheep, if it gets injured, if it gets sick, if it, what do you 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 take time. You, you know that the rest of your flock is good mm-hmm. and you take time and you focus on that one sheep yeah. until it's healed again. Yeah. Right. So it's burnout is, is human. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I think something that we, we tend to do a lot is, is try to remove the human experience from ministry mm-hmm. and don't give it attention. It's, it's, it's weird, right? Yeah. Like we don't like, we're not acknowledging it, but, but a human experience, a human experience is absolute it's the it's the realest thing that we have here yeah and 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 to try to diminish that removes so much growth from people very much it 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 steals that from yeah because there's so much human experience within the bible Mm -hmm. you know like within the psalms Mm -hmm. you have every emotion very much you have love admiration frustration Mm -hmm. sadness depression Mm -hmm. you have all all the range of human emotions yeah Jesus himself, you know, when he's praying to God, is there another way that we can do this? He's sweating blood. Yeah. And he's asking God, like, if there's any other way that we can do this, but your will be done, not mine. Yes. Right. But if there's any other way, like even Jesus at himself Mm -hmm. was a human still. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Living that human experience. Mm -hmm. So to tell somebody like we don't get burnt out. Well, that's not that's not doing anything for me yeah right and and what i what what you need is like a rehabilitation you need a reconnection you need because i i i remember one time when i was i was really burnt out Mm -hmm. really burnt out Mm -hmm. i um i was leading worship at my church and then i was a little i was a little younger i was like in my early 20s and so i was also part of this like college age group service thing you yeah. know you know, you know the, yeah, yeah 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 the young yeah. adults the young adults college you know, ministry kind of coffee like, guys yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> like something, something like that right um and so then i was i was serving in in that worship group i wasn't leading it but i was serving in it mm-hmm. and um and then i was also doing other ministry stuff that we had talked about we were talking about earlier so it's like my you know sunday obviously is the big day yeah right game day then Monday, traditionally, people in ministry have it off. Tuesday, yeah. You know, too. So, um, but Tuesdays, we would rehearse for the college ministry. Yeah. Wednesdays, and we'd rehearse for my Sunday ministry. Yeah. Right. And then Thursday was the college ministry, like, night. That's when it would go on. Okay. Right. And so, Friday, then, was the other ministry that I was working in. And then Saturday is another rehearsal for the Sunday ministry. And then Sunday... That's literally a full-time job. It's a full-time job. It's a full-time job, dude. And I did, I kept it up for like a year. (laughs) My dude, (laughs) I trying to keep that up for a few months. It's hard. Yeah. So it's like the only, really the only day that I had, the only evening that I had to myself was, was Monday. Yeah. And I was still working. Yeah. I was working my, my regular job and doing all these other things. And I get, you know, I'd get off of work, come home, take a shower. Sometimes I would or wouldn't have time to eat. And I'd go straight into whatever ministry that I was trying to pour myself into. You know, dude, like <clears throat> it's interesting because what I've, what I've seen is a pattern is that young people like ourselves, 
you know, millennials, we will accept Jesus Christ in our lives, be on fire for God, mm. you know, uh, do, do, you know, the, 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 uh, what do you call it? Um, family reunion where you get to know the culture of the church and, and, and all that. And then, you know, where do you want to serve, <laughs> you know, and we'll do it. Right. And then after that, bro, like we are like, we're hungry for it. We're like, yep, I'm here at church. You know, you know, I, I'll never forget a pastor was like, man, I see, I see a calling on your life. And I think for millennials affirmation when, when I get an effort, when someone gives me affirmation or, or, you know, says something over my life, I'm like, wow, mm. all right, I got to serve. I'm now I'm yeah. hungry for it. And it hits, you know, and it hits me to the point where I'm like, all right, dude, I remember, uh, when I, when I started pastoring, I was at bro, I would literally work a nine hour shift, run home, grab my stuff, go to the church like on a like I would literally work Monday uh, go like Friday work Friday Saturday get off of work then I and I had two jobs at the time and go to the church prepare be there until like three o'clock in the morning bro run home sleep for a couple of hours wake up at like 6 30 you know seven because first service is like you know nine nine o'clock so I want to be there before everyone knowing that you have the responsibility of opening up the church right so I'm making, I'm testing all the microphones, making sure all like the, L, the LCD projectors work, doing, you know, what I'm called yeah. to do, but I was on fire. I had this, cause I'm like, you know what, God, God is about to do something, man. I'm about to, I, I may be the next campus pastor or I may be <laughs> the next intern or like all these things are coming into my head because it's like, you know, this is what you got to do. Yeah. But we're focused on what we have to do but not focusing on, you know, the spiritual side of how are you doing? Like, are you good with this? Like, can, can we help you? But no, Kevin got it. Dog, dog, mm. Kevin's on fire for it. Nah, dude, after a while, I couldn't do it anymore. And then you, you, the leaders are so used to calling on you and, and comfortable with you to the point that they're like, okay, like he, he's good. And then you don't want to do it. Then they start questioning your faith. You know, I've had that happen so many times. Like people that you admire. Yeah, it's like, you know, Kevin, I I really am kind of disappointed, man. Like, you you know, you should have been here, man. I'm on two hours of sleep, and you telling me like everything that I'm that I've been doing is it not good enough? Then you be then you begin to question, you know, like, well, do I really have the heart of God? You know, do am am I really called for ministry? You know, like, and then 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 they'll use this. All of us are called, but only a few are chosen. <laughs> um, but but you just or, told me, you know, a few months ago I was chosen. Like, God, man, God chose you to do this, man. Like, you're good at it. Like, like, God, like what else? <laughs> I know, man. But, you know, unfortunately, it's it's it just goes into dealing with humans, man. Yeah. And, I, like, the expectations. And yep. when someone catches a case of the expectations, yeah. you don't live up to it. Yep. Or you don't, you know... I don't oh man it's tough man because I've had like I've had so many similar experiences and oh not only is it like emotionally crushing it's spiritually crushing yeah because you feel like you disappointed God exactly you know and like I that that's always been my thing it's not I it 
it's it's bad when i disappoint my pastor but it's also like wow like now i have to go repent like lord forgive <laughs> me god that i didn't wake up this morning <laughs> you know it starts getting all spiritual yeah. so you know so what i what i learned from that experience though and and it's not like a new revelation or anything mm-hmm. it's a pretty common sense mm-hmm. revelation but but i'm the type of person that learns everything the hard way yeah um when i was able to remove myself from from what wasn't my actual main priority, which was leading worship for my church on a Sunday Mm -hmm. was that throughout all of this. And, and what I said, we were talking about earlier. And what I said earlier is like, God's telling you to go right. Yeah. You want to go left. Yeah. But you, and you'll say, but I'll go left for you. God, I'm going left for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's like, nah, dude, I didn't tell you to go left. Don't try to put my name on it to kind of, you know, don't try to, don't try to justify. Yeah. Yeah. So, what I learned was this is that like it is if you fill up your schedule like that, even with the intent of pleasing God, mm-hmm. you're not at the core what's most important is that you're not going to be able to sit there and experience God. Yeah. You're not going to be able to hear his voice mm-hmm. throughout all of this. Mm-hmm. And that that is the most important thing because that's God's will. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it was also part of being young. Yeah. And and I've gone through stages of this and I'm currently like kind of in one right now. Um, so like I'll go through stages of that. So that was like the first one. Yeah. Um, and then like I'll clear up my schedule and I'll do it again. Things start to feel good. And then I start to feel like I have enough time on my hands. I have too mm-hmm. much time. And I think with our generation, also with the younger generation, because we're the same age, we're part of this yeah. millennial age, um, generation, this FOMO, mm. this, this, this fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not a part of it, yeah, right. If I'm not a part of it yeah. and this is happening and I didn't have a, something to do with it or mm-hmm. whatever, and like you just want to be a part of it and do it and you dive into it and it's a cool thing. It's like this allure and yeah. you get, you almost like develop this lustful relationship with some mm. of these things. Right. And mm. so you want to dive into that, yeah. but it may not be your place. It was, it, and I, and I kind of want you to talk about this because it was, you, we were talking about when we were discussing earlier, uh, in regards to, it's like, a. Uh, trying to figure out how you said it. It was when you went to the, the the worship leader conference, and they were talking about how it's like a the term he used. Yeah, well, <laughs> was worship porn. Yeah, yeah. Like they they get hyped mm-hmm. off of that. Yeah, and so let me elaborate on that mm-hmm. a little bit then, because because you, you throw that p word around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's gonna like, okay, raise some eyebrows. Wait a right? minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Je- so it was Jesse Reeves. Okay. That's, that's the name that I forgot. Who Jesse it was. Reeves. It was Jesse Reeves. Jesse Reeves is a songwriter. He helped. Um, he helped Chris Tomlin write "How Great Is Our God," right? Biggest song of the 21st century, yeah. probably. Right. Yeah. Saying every language, every corner of the world, and everything, but. Mm-hmm. He he came up and like grab basically like grabbed everybody by the shirt collar and just like slapped them all around. Blah blah like, what blah. The heck is right? going on. And he's so he's like was saying like and he turns around on the stage and he's like he just looks at it and he's like what is this? Yeah. Right? He's like, what is why do we have strobe lights? Why do we have fog machines? Why do we have this, that, or whatever? And he's like, he's like, we're so caught up in the production of everything and making it so like cool almost mm-hmm. and, and 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 like 
we want people to be there and enjoy it and do all this that that like what is this for yeah why do we have lights yeah why do we have anything but like what we need up here yeah right and and so i think like after that i i it hit me so hard i was so convicted yeah and it's not like we have all of that at our church Mm -hmm. it's a very basic setup Mm -hmm. but what i was explaining earlier is like on my pedal board i had like 10 pedals i had like all my guitars up there like it just looked cool and like i would use like effect on effect on effect on effect (laughs) to make it sound like a hill song song like i wanted yeah (laughs) i wanted to sound like this thing that was happening at the time this like this hill song sound this Mm -hmm. this whatever this this particular sound that we're all familiar with Mm -hmm. like you know i don't there's no name to it but we all know Mm -hmm. it's like you know like every every female every female in a worship in one of these big worship groups like they all sound they all have the same voice yeah right it's so weird all all of them have the same voice same tone same inflection same exact like you you, it's hard to different differentiate yeah and it's 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 so weird so i'm caught up in so much of that Mm-hmm. Right. And so what I did was like, I said, you know what? We're doing acoustic guitar and cajon. Mm-hmm. And we did it for a few months. And some people weren't digging it. Yeah. They really weren't. Mm-hmm. And I made such a conscious effort to make my selection of songs and really read through the lyrics mm. really carefully. Mm-hmm. Right none of this repeating thing we come you know, alive in the river yeah, none of this repeat i wanted like i really wanted to make sure and and with my congregation i did like a few times say like look like look on the look on the screen behind me mm-hmm. like i want you to read what's up there yeah really read what's there and i want you to think about what you're singing you know i feel like we've gotten a few selective group of people have gotten burnt out over the worship Mm. that we experience today yeah um you know I, i was i was talking with someone the other day and they he he said well you know we don't do hillsong in our church anymore (laughs) <laughs> I said, what do you mean? So like, you know, it was like, yeah, we, how could anybody, do how that? can anyone, you know? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, we, we stopped doing Hillsong. We stopped doing elevation worship. And, and, uh, I said, well, can I ask why? He says, it's not biblical. He says, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm. And when he said that, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. What do you mean? You know, he's, he says, <clears throat> because what were what there's what he I, I, I'm trying to figure out how he you know how he expressed how he expressed it was that a lot of the songs that they're singing are not biblical they're more relatable mm. and he's like I'm not trying to relate um to my congregation how God is making me feel and he said that we had to go back to the old hymns, you know, that and, and he and he is a worship pastor. And he was like, now, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm some of these worship hymn songs are biblical. But he said we did, you know. Uh, 
transition them to make them more youthful but sometimes we did a little we just went old old traditional hymns but it said that it that it brought his worship team back to the heart of god because yeah they, they just weren't they weren't biblical and not saying and not saying that you know no disrespect to the writers that wrote those songs you know Stephen Furtick and all them like what they're writing is uh, amazing like my favorite song still this day is still here as in heaven man like mm-hmm. I can sing the paint off that wall <laughs> with that song bro like that is that is my song but at the end of it I had to like think about like wow like I like it's it's really not biblical this is it's more relatable to like you know yeah we're going we're coming live in the river we're so happy to be here it's 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 a it's it's a you know um what was the term i'm looking for it's like prosperity preaching but mm. prosperity music yeah you know it, it's a feel good yeah you know i i i, I think i compare it to and oh man i know this like these it, it's it's pretty funny that these are these opi- opinions i don't know like, you know receive a lot of opposition mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. and it's like it's weird that that we can be afraid to say this sometimes yeah right like express these views mm-hmm coming from a spiritual place of wanting more yeah right yes because we receive these these formulated like formulated songs Mm -hmm. and you see all the parodies on youtube Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how to how to write a worship song in three minutes minutes. yeah Yeah. in three minutes right it's all (laughs) the same records exactly right (laughs) gcd put a capo on a gcd right and like and you just and it's something something the river and eagle and then you end it on all about you all about you all about you like 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 i dude i could probably write a worship song in 10 seconds right now straight up right straight up so easily and like with one of our mutual friends like Mm -hmm. i had this conversation who's getting into the church now Mm -hmm. and i'm and we had this conversation because he was genuinely uh curious and so i pulled out my guitar and i'm like look dude this is it and i'm like and i'm like here you go right and i start playing gcd and i'm like how many how many worship songs does this sound like to you not disrespecting like the holy trinity accords mm-hmm. right <laughs> holy trinity of chords <laughs> right and then i right on the spot dude just, and he's like oh and i'm like yes yeah. so i was like it's not that i'm necessarily bashing it is that is that i think like we're coming from a place that um that people want more mm-hmm. right that dude that's and you know what in in some cases i think everyone's burnt out mm-hmm. you know and it's like well, hey what's next and that's why the church like when it comes to like church and, and, and gospel music uh it's like okay well what's next the song can be the, literally be okay we'll sing this song one year and the next minute okay well we got any new songs because we tired of like it's yeah. like you, you, like is are you are you are you listening to the songs yeah or are you truly listening to the songs like we there there's a difference you know what i mean like is this song really speak regardless of if it's not biblical okay if someone wrote the song like here as in heaven which is a great song i relate to that song you know um the atmosphere is changing now you know the spirit of the lord is here i can feel the presence of god and when that song begins to take place you know um and stuff like that but in some cases, you know, they're just, there needs to be a shift, yeah. you know, and that shift is not going to be in three minutes. 
that shift is not going to be okay let's write a catchy you know like every church now every church has a worship has a worship album out Uh, i was going to mention this to you earlier today because you'll see i don't know if this is what really happens but this is what it seems like to the Mm -hmm. outside and and as a fellow worship leader Mm -hmm. is that like a worship leader using a church as a platform to sell their album straight up oh ev ev bro that is they all do yeah they all do and i and don't you know like i understand your worship leader and get it and and i i get it but first off if you're on the church's platform okay i I, you you not you, you're not about to sell that music mm-hmm. like that, that from where I come from the background of you know Church God in Christ bro and the New Age Church God in Christ everything that you make goes back to the church now I understand you got to make a living okay but don't use the platform as your stage mm. you know like I've had to learn it like don't get me wrong I personally have never put out a cd or anything like that when it comes to the church now all my other music that i have that's all that's all something that i've put on myself and stuff but it is true i mean like every single church man and they and the crazy thing is it's all the same from from the from the um from the the uh what do you call it the the how they how they produce it like mm-hmm. as in the marketing strategy of it you know it's very like let's walk through the desert <laughs> let's all walk let's all carry our instruments you know let's just bring a um yamaha motif eight in the desert like why would you bring a yamaha motif eight first off who's around you who's who are you leading around you, you right like, there what are y'all the doing? rocks bro? you know like <laughs> we know the rocks will cry out like yeah. regardless they don't need music they crying yeah. out the, you know the trees and the birds and all that like they they they, they praise the jesus right now mm-hmm. i'm looking at it right now yeah. you know but it's so interesting to me that today if you want to talk about worship leading and being like a original person I understand like and and I've quoted this a few times like you know if you're gonna if you're gonna be a copycat copy the right cat I get it but if you're wanting to have a shift and a um a different or like way of producing music and all this other stuff dude it really starts in your prayer your meditation Mm -hmm. in that that secret place you know Mm -hmm. It's like that movie, The Prayer Room with the black lady. Like that just reminds me of my grandmother, bro. Like her just sitting up in there. I mean, and dude, my grandma be in there for hours just praying, dude. Like just, I'm like, how in the heck you got that much time to be praying to the Lord like that? I say, Lord, help me, Jesus, you know, pray all these things and go. But it, you have to put time in it. You can't just sit there and try to use the same three chords that Hillsong Elevation is using and all this other stuff and then expect that God is about to move. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's just a production, yeah. you know? But, um, so I, and you know, I, I do understand that, that that's something that, that there is, there is that burnt out from the congregation. But I also do feel like the congregation, um, some at times just like to stay in that fam- that comfortable familiar oh area yo as a worship leader man some of the some of the trickiest one of the tr- trickiest waters to navigate mm-hmm. is bringing in new music dude yeah oh. 
it's like and and that's and that's the funny thing is 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 like everybody's like oh you know we want to we want to break we want to this this huge new shift of move of god but yet you're not willing to receive new music mm. like how do you like oh man it's it's hard you know sometimes so, i'm st- i'm still learning how to navigate it mm-hmm. and i've been i've been leading worship for 10 years mm-hmm. and it seems like it's a thing in, across all churches. For a while, I thought it was just mine. And I was like, what's, <laughs> what's up going with, on? Yeah, like, what's up with us? They were like, come on. But dude, it's like, it's, you know, you have your older people who want to say it's too loud or it's too different. It's changing mm-hmm. the hymns and the new generation want drums coming in. All this stuff, the yeah. rises, the crescendos, the, you know, the, the, the parts where you're supposed to soak in worship yeah, or, yeah, know, yeah like yeah, all yeah, these yeah. other things just, keep it down for the just, just let it go oh, i yeah. just want you to sit there in god's presence yeah. and just let him speak to you and do this and the lord like, been you know, speaking to me already yeah, like yeah 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 it's like this song don't this song don't need to be 10 minutes yeah right, but anyway so um so the receive and and so it's like I think, and and I don't know if it's like, from what it seems like, and I'm really glad we're having this conversation, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. um, I think it opens it up to other worship leaders and other people who, who might realize, like, we're all, I think we're all having the same problem. Yeah. Of Because for a while, it's like, you know, we were... It's almost like we rely on these bigger ministries that to, put out these bro, songs. Bro, come on. Right? And And I think what's happening right now... And it goes back to the thing that I said earlier that we're starved and we're it's, you know, maybe we write our own music. I don't know Mm -hmm. right now. I'm not I'm not sure. But Mm -hmm. what but for me, I'm having such a struggle right now. Yeah. Bringing in new songs because I'm not finding that that Mm -hmm. meat. I'm not mm-hmm. finding that like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and you're not finding that that flaming young, exactly, you know, like New York man. strip from you know, and and like, and and if I bring in songs that aren't like, then I feel like I'm like, I'm just compromising, yeah, and and we were having this conversation earlier about like just this commercialization within the church mm-hmm. and how important it is for people who serve in ministry to go to other parts of the world where none of this stuff exists mm-hmm. to see like the raw form of Jesus and like you know and what kind of what I was saying is like I want to find places that are as close to the book of the early church of the book of Acts as possible wow. you know and so I want something from that source that gets me to there so that I can also guide this congregation because I have a responsibility yes as a worship leader yes. for myself yeah. and for the and for the congregation to lead this congregation into a space to experience God because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like I said earlier when we're in heaven we're not going to be here sermons no we're not going to be preaching we're not going to be we're not going to be sharing the gospel we're not going to be doing all these things in church what we are going to be doing is worshiping god yeah and so in that moment that we have allotted for um for worship and my dude i can i can play worship for two hours straight if yeah. you let me come on if you let me yeah i will do it all night long <laughs> right bro i hear you because that's our slice of heaven yeah yeah and yeah. so i'm like i want to make sure that i can guide these people with with the correct like with with it with god mm-hmm. and if all we're getting are relatable songs mm-hmm. and we're not getting god the holy spirit breathing through these songs Mm -hmm. 
we're getting burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that adds to another thing. And I, you know, luck, I'm glad I got to tie this in a little bit more, at least from in our position, Absolutely. me as a worship leader, like, yo, I'm burnt out because people are trying to either make money or they're trying to turn it out quick because people want it or what it is this, or whatever this church culture is mm-hmm. in these like Western or first world countries. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and, 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 we're trying to tap into this and we're not finding any more gold. Like the well is running dry. Yeah. Come on, dude. Come on. You know, there's, I was, I was at a church. I recently just joined a church that, um, they're brand new and they're in Pasadena and they don't, they don't have a full congregation. You know, there's like 50 people and, uh, they don't, they have this huge, sanctuary that can seat 400 people but they're like no we're just gonna have church in the atrium right so this guy brought out his guitar and you know had one little speaker and we're just singing worship music bro now for me it was weird i'm like wait a minute like i just saw y'all sanctuary on instagram like why y'all like y'all got a full (laughs) like production they had qscs bro i mean they had insured the all top of the line yeah all top of the line i'm like wow you know when when i see stuff like for like worship leaders uh, a brand new set of headphones like in in, in inner ears bro you'd be like "Mm." and y'all be rocking them too i'd be like yeah i guess i just ordered things they custom made walk around with them yeah yeah like like y'all don't like y'all know what y'all doing come on now okay just go on tour dude yeah go on tour just go and rock them you know they come on like yeah you want to know something what i still do it old-fashioned with the monitors in front of me really Mm -hmm. bro i'm not one overdrive pedal and a tuning pedal that's it really mm-hmm. wow i've gotten so accustomed to having my inner ears do no actually i'll tell you this real quickly is that i do enjoy having monitors but i also do enjoy having my inner ear i'll do one inner ear and then have my i'll have to elect like my some monitors there um because it's not it's nice to kind of like especially when i have a um if i have a background track mm. to know where i'm going because sometimes bro i'll be in the spirit and and everybody like all right kevin 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 get ready get ready i'm like all right there, i'm ready come on let's do it y'all so it's hard for me because i'd be in it dude so i do agree but also some people i don't know about everybody and a lot of churches today are going digital bro mm. i love mixing on an analog board there's just something dude our church just got a big old digital and my heart broke dude i was like oh man oh i used to i used to be able to get in there and and tweak all my frequencies come on on. had that sound dialed yep yep and then they we got this big old behringer the new yeah new behringer where you can save everything yeah that's cool yeah but, dude, but sometimes you just gotta go analog back. board. Oh, dude, worship never sounded yeah, the same, bro. I loved it. Uh, I would mix the drum sets in there and be like, "All right, cool. I got my hi hats and my low end right there. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody good? We're good. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know." But um, that's just a weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. This <laughs> is worship leader talk. If you're a worship leader, you know exactly what yeah. we're talking about. <laughs> you know. Um. So the reason, the reason why. Okay, so so one, it takes two things to mm-hmm. not to not have in ears and to continue to not have in ears in mm-hmm. today's age. Uh, I have a band that's really dialed in. Mm-hmm. We've been playing together for a while, mm-hmm. and I also like to be immersed. Yeah. In the entire sound. Yeah. 
all of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm hearing it everywhere. Everywhere. It has a certain weight that you can't get from in ears. True. Right. True. So and and my we're just we're so dialed in Mm -hmm. that like it's we don't necessarily like need to communicate anymore because you just spiritually you know where you're flowing yeah it's just like yeah it's exactly what it is yeah dude we're just so dialed in and it oh it feels so good my bro uh, one of my the worship pastor at my church pastor ruben man like it's so cool because i can literally just get up and he can just flow with me Mm -hmm. that right there is um I call that like a spiritual connection that you have with, with certain worship leaders and band, like your band is that you spent so much time, not just on the platform, but like in our word and like hanging out, growing, sharpening each other. Hey, Kevin, like, I love what you did, but you know, you, you need to do this. Or I'll be like, Hey Ruben, like this is X, Y, and Z. And it really didn't blah, blah, blah. You know, it just, it felt so good for me that having that connection and being able to really connect with your your team but kind of going back sorry y'all we kind of yeah it's just, we're, <laughs> we're just nerding yeah. out a little bit right now right but you know the new church that i was at i took my friend with me and, and we're in worship and and he looked at me and he said kevin dude i think this is your church hmm. and i said why do you say that because he's like dude this is worship like I mean, there are black people, white people, Asian people, mm. like a whole group of diverse people with this man just playing the guitar and our voices, bro. Mm. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my. And I feel the power of God. But in that moment, bro, it was like horrible shot. Like I, I, I was ooh, glory, like because of the fact it was just it was just that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, 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 it. And for me, that that enjoy the lights and enjoy all of that it was just such a beautiful thing for me and uh in that moment like it it felt so real so i think when it comes to burnt being burnt out i think it really means that we need to get we need to go back to the beginning of what we're doing how we're doing church you know are we able to really connect with our congregation, you know what I mean, on a personal level by going back to like, okay, you know what? We can still have all this, but let's have a night, let's have at least two, three weeks, through two to three days out of the month where we can just not worry about anything. Just have a time where we can come together and just worship God and not being able to just consistently be burnt out, you know? Yeah, man, that... <clears throat> That song by Matt Matt Redman, The Heart of Worship. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Cause it's all about you. Woo! Come on now, bro. Come on, dude. That was before his time, dude. Man, dude. And that song. Dang. That's a heavy hitter, man. You guys, if you guys have not heard that song, you guys need to listen to that song. Heart of Worship. Heart of Worship like an amazing dude that, that's simple. it right there so simple and I'll, I'll say this it's simple yeah that's it you know and um that's why I, I think for even not even just in the church you know but for ourselves going back to the beginning i think is key mm-hmm. you know really really key and allowing yourself to be like, okay, yeah, I'm burnt out. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go back to where the beginning when I first started, mm-hmm. 
So then I know kind of like going back where you went with your when you went to your grandfather's restaurant, you know, and you got to have that experience, that one on one connection with the chef that trained you, you know, that 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 didn't give you this huge, you know, like, oh, man, X, Y and blah, 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 blah. But no, it's like, dude, I'm so glad to see you. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's good that you're home. You know, that right there is more impactful than anything else, because you're right now at the beginning of where it started. So even for myself, you know, having to go back into the beginning of worship, not even just worship, but going back to the heart of God, that's that's pretty much all it is, dude, is going back to the heart of God and be like, you know, what, Lord. I thank I thank you that we're able to have all these things, you know. But I'm just gonna come back right here, mm -hmm. and I think that's such a beautiful thing, man. Like that's, you know, for those of you guys that are, um, you know, even if you're not you're, you're not religious or anything of that kind, but really going back to the beginning of, you know, the beginning, you know, and and it is we're all gonna get burnt out, we're all gonna be tired, but I think that that is you know the big it's the beginning it's the beginning don't dude. forget where you came from don't forget where you came from a lot Ta of people do and you tap into that man and you're gonna have a rush of gratitude and but you know what also do real quickly side note for worship leaders go back from the go to the beginning mm -hmm. because if you want to see a shift in a move of god and when it comes to the worship of ex the worship experience it has to start at the beginning of where it took place and I will tell you this for those of you guys who have never been to Israel, um, bro, like walking around and like experiencing that dude, like it's, it's so impactful that it helped me write my book. It helped me write mm -hmm. my vision for my life because I had to leave and go to a place of everything that I've been taught, that familiar place and seeing that dude, man, mm -hmm. Look at God, you know, so everybody, man, we appreciate you guys so much for um, coming in and just tuning in with us. This is something just that was just on our hearts that me and Benny wanted to share with you guys. Benny, will you give everybody your IG for me? Yeah. So I am at Tortilla Scientist. Hey. On IG. Hey. <laughs> That's right. And uh, can I plug the other? Come on, boss. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm also the producer of, and I guess we should have touched on this earlier. We should, <laughs> dude. But, but hey, whatever, man. So I'm also the producer of um, the Hearts Over Everything podcast that yeah. drops uh, on Mondays. We drop interviews with people in the health and wellness uh, space, and you're going to be on there, too. Yeah, so, man. We just yeah, did a great we recording. Did a, yeah, awesome, man. I can't not wait for that one to come Dude, out. Dude, I'm that's excited. Gonna, it's going to be That's so going to be fire right lit, there. <laughs> yeah, and um, on YouTube, we are we are actually building a lot of really cool things on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and so that's Big Mood TV. That's Big Mood is one word, Space TV. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like, subscribe, check it out. You know, give us some feedback if you guys check it out. And on Instagram, we are uh, at Big Mood TV as well. Okay. And uh, Hearts Over podcast hearts over pod shout Instagram. out to eric too Sorry, eric rice eric rice and he's at a eric underscore, underscore big mood coach big mood coach yeah yes, all right everybody you guys be blessed stay blessed and uh, we will see you guys once again this is made podcast be blessed <laughs>